Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Don't call it a comeback edition of Flyers Daily. Planheim in front, they score! And it's Kevin Hayes who finally puts it by Lena Zolmark, his 11th goal of the year. That's just his second in 11 games. And the Flyers get on the board, it's 3-1. Flyers had a chance to really get back in this thing with that power play. Now in front, there's a loose puck. Giroux scores! Set up by Sean Couturier. The Sabres got sloppy in their own end. And now it is a one-goal game with about nine minutes to play. In front of the net, Van Riemsdyk back to the line. Provorov shot into the goal, up. they score! Batted back through, and James Van Riemsdyk has tied the game with less than a minute and a half to play. It's a 3-3 tie. Two on one, Konecki's got a man with him. He lays it out in front, Provorov on the backhand, he scores! Ivan Provorov wins it in overtime. An unlikely comeback for the Flyers tonight. Three in the third, they win it in the first minute of overtime to extend the Buffalo Sabres winless streak to 18. All right, here it is, your Tuesday, March 30th edition of Flyers Daily. What a special day. Yours truly's 49th birthday. Happy birthday to me. And I got a win, although I'm not sure how to feel about the win. More on that in a moment. Flyers get a 4-3 come-from-behind win over the Buffalo Sabres. They extend the Sabres' winless streak now to 18 games. You don't want to be that team, the team where Buffalo snaps their winless streak. Flyers didn't want to be that team. They put themselves in a really difficult position, down 3-0 with two very lackluster periods to do exactly that, and then Elaine Vino shortened his bench. Boy, did he shorten his bench. And the veteran core led the way back. And they ultimately get it to the overtime where Ivan Provorov scores the game winner about a minute into it. Uh, I mean, it seemed like every other shift, it was Drew, Voracek, Couturier, and then Raffle, Lawton, and and Nicholas Albe-Kubel, and Kevin Hayes. I mean, so much ice time in that third period. Joel Farabee, Oscar Lindblom, and Nolan Patrick didn't see a shift in the third period. Uh, Elaine Vigneault sending a message, maybe in a couple of ways here. Number one, didn't like the play of those younger players, not enough compete. Number two, wanted to put this game on the veterans. Uh, Before the game, he said he was relying on his veterans not to take the Buffalo Sabres easy, so he wasn't going to let them off the hook. He was going to make them do it. Now, they did it, Uh, and again, Brings me back to the first point. I don't know if I'm happy at the comeback and the amount of resilience that it showed to come back. I know it's the Buffalo Sabres, so I'm not getting carried away here. This isn't uh, a lockdown team. But the other part is I don't know if I'm angry for being in that situation yet again. It's almost like here we go again, but when you play the Sabres, you can dig your way out. They've dug their way out 5-4. to Uh, the the game prior to the the game last night, and then they dig their way out against the Sabres again. So it it defies logic, and here's where I am kind of mentally right now. There's part of me that goes, okay, I can always kind of figure out what a team is, and okay, this team gets down 3-0 to Buffalo after a really good hockey game, a 2-1 win over the Rangers on Saturday. Time to turn over a new leaf. And then through the first 40 minutes, totally lackluster, uh, Buffalo at points look like a really good team, hemming the Flyers in on their forecheck. And you look at it and go, okay, this is this team just doesn't have it. They're not good enough. Uh, whatever, the mix isn't right. The, they don't fit, whatever it is. 
and you expect them to quit, but they don't quit. It defies logic. You go, you would think that they would quit, but they don't quit, and they battle back in these games. They, I don't know what it is. They just choose to make their life really difficult when it doesn't need to be. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know why it is. I have no clue. We're not down in the room, and we're not around the players like in a normal season, but they can't keep doing this. You can't. And whether it's the Buffalo Sabres or it's the New York Islanders or the Washington Capitals or the Pittsburgh Panthers or anybody, you can't make a living getting down to huge deficits and trying to battle your way back. You get away with it against the Sabres. But that doesn't mean you should tr- – they're not trying to do it, but that cannot keep happening. So I think I'm 60-40. I think I'm 60% still angry at the first two periods and 40% happy with the win. I'm happy with the result, of course, and I'm impressed by the comeback when you think well, this team might as well just fold it up because they've played just 40 minutes against this team, and I know it's a complete 60-minute game, blah, blah, blah. But – and I'm impressed at the comeback. And I'm impressed at the the play in the third period of Drew and Voracek and Couturier and Hayes and Ivan Provorov and Travis Konechny. They, they all played really well in the third period. But where was that in the first two periods? Where's the urgency? And I can't get excited in total until I see more of that urgency at the beginning of games. So I guess I'm still a little mad. But that's okay. We're going to hear from Elaine Vigneault in just a minute um, and hear his thoughts about the game and why he kind of divvied up the ice time the way he did. I think it's a really interesting dynamic of this game. Now, one of the things going into the game, and I just wanted to comment on it real quick because um, I'm not doing the broadcast this week because I am technically on vacation. But I saw the quotes from Elaine Vigneault. Uh, leading into the game from his availability this morning in regards to Carhartt. Now, obviously, Brian Elliott played the game. Alex Lyon backed up. It'll either be Brian Elliott or Alex Lyon on Wednesday. And uh, Dolan Vigneault saying, this is not a rest day for Carter. This is a work day for him. We were able to have him skate in practice yesterday, and we're going to have him skate and stay on the ice and work on the game, uh, his game. Tomorrow is a team practice day, which we hadn't had a lot. I think you could tell the difference between when we practiced prior to last game and in our game, we were able to work a couple on a couple things, and it definitely showed up on the ice. He's going to, referring to Carhartt, he's going to skate today and practice, stay on after, practice, practice with the team tomorrow, stay on after. Wednesday, he'll do the same thing. He's going to practice it and work with Kim after. Kim is Kim Dillaball, the Flyers goalie coach. We're going to stay that way here for a little while. He needs to work on his game. He needs to work harder. He needs to work better. I've had a good conversation with him and Kim Dillaball, the goaltending coach, about my expectations about his practice habits and him stopping the puck. I, I thought that those were really interesting quotes. And um, sometimes working harder, you want to work smarter, not harder, especially this season. But where Carter, and we talked about this in yesterday's episode with Kevin Woodley from uh, Ingo Magazine. And if you didn't hear that interview, we really broke it down. For Carter to have success, it's not trying to get Carter to do things that he hasn't done when you're in a tailspin or you're not playing well like he is right now. What you want to do is you want to bring Carter back to the things that he does really well. And I'm sure a lot of that work that Carter's doing over these couple of days, and I mean, those are sharp words from the head coach. They really are. 
and there's a high level of accountability. And it just goes to show you, no matter what player you are, what position you play, there's accountability. He has a job to do. His job's to stop pucks. And he has not been doing that well enough this season, despite the environment and the things we talked about with Kevin Woodley yesterday. He's got to be better. Key moments in games, when you need a save, he's got to give you a save. That Those are the kind of things that have to happen if you're going to be a successful team. But I, I thought there were really sharp words from Elaine Vigneault, and we'll see. But to me, the right path to go for Carter is to get back to the things he's good at, not try and institute areas, new things into his game, but go back to the things, his structure, his positioning, staying on his feet, not trying to get the pucks from his knees and getting that chest up and hands out and all those those technical elements, which is why he is where he is in the NHL and why he had so much success in his first two years in the NHL and in the playoffs last year. I want to go back to those things, not institute new things. And I'm sure that Kim Dillaball and the, and the Flyers coaching said that's exactly what they're concentrating on, bringing it back to basics. All right, but let's get to the head coach. After the 4-3 overtime win, which I'm 60-40 on, 60% still angry they put themselves in that position, 40% happy and impressed with the comeback. Love the points. Love the points in the standings. They're only a point back of Boston right now uh, for that fourth playoff spot. Boston has some games in hand, uh, but they're moving in the right direction in the standings. But are they moving in the right direction from a process standpoint, from a team standpoint. Here's the head coach after the game. Hey, Lane. Um, obviously, you, you guys get the win in the third period. You pretty much leaned on your three lines. I was just curious why the decision to uh, to bench uh, Farabee, Patrick, and Limblom. Well, we're down by three. Uh, we needed this game. So I decided to shorten up the bench and went with what I thought was our best nine forwards. At that time, I put uh, Kutz's line back with uh, G and uh, Jakey, and uh, I thought Scotty Lawton's line with Rafi and Q were working extremely hard and put Hazy with TK and uh, James and shortened up the bench, and uh, guys, the guys found a way to get it done. Do you, do you take more away from the, the first two periods, or do you take more away from, from the comeback effort? Well, we discussed this morning as a team how important this game was for us and uh, the way we needed to play. Uh, we didn't come out that way for the first uh, 35 minutes, and then, you know, I decided to make a couple line changes there. I didn't go in the room in between the second and the third. Sometimes it Teams and players have to figure things out, and uh, there's no doubt that uh, our guys did uh, Kutz's line and uh, played well. Scotty's line came, uh, came, kept going what they've been doing for the past couple of games, and Hazy's line found a way to, to get us that first goal to give us a, a little bit of momentum, and we were able to carry it to overtime where uh, G made a good play, just uh, TK, to TK made a great play to Torby. Uh, Hey, A.B., um, you mentioned uh, wanting to have your nine best guys out there in the, in the third period. But was it as, just as much of a, of a decision to look to the leaders of this team and say, if we're going to come back at this point, we're going to need you guys to, to kind of guide us that way? That's 100 percent. I mean, uh, you know, at this time in the situation that we're in, if we're going to move forward and, and get the job done, your top players have got to be your top players. And uh, that's one of the reasons I, I put uh, Kutz back with uh, G and 
and Jakey, and uh, we needed a push. You needed those guys to step up. And, uh, you know, I, I, by shortening up the bench, gave more ice time to a few guys, and uh, we were able to find a way to win this game, which we desperately needed. Hey, V, um, two questions for you. Um, how do you evaluate Brian Elliott tonight? Um, there might have been a couple of shots he might have liked, but at the same time, you know, there were he, – he might have kept the game from getting out of hand, you know, it, while it was still in reach. Other than that second goal, you know, I thought Brian did what I want a goaltender to do for us is give us our, ch uh, our team a chance. And uh, they had the better chances uh, for the first half of the game. Uh, they were the better team. And, uh, you know, when we uh, made a couple of those uh, changes, uh, we sort of got a better rhythm and back in the groove. But there's no doubt that early on, uh, Brian's, Brian gave us a chance and uh, we were able to come back and, and win this game uh, for him in big part. Uh, when you have yep. a situation like the first goal where you have five guys on one side of the ice and, and no weak side coverage, is there anything you have to say on the bench? The guys already know what happened. I mean, I thought Oscar there had uh, a play to make that uh, he wasn't able to make. And then on that play there, Jakey should have been in the slot covering up once we didn't get that puck out. Not exactly sure what he was doing on the on the boards there because both Patty and uh, Oscar were leaning on the same guy on, on the on the boards. Jakey had to be the security guy and he wasn't there. So I'm not quite sure what happened there. I haven't talked to him about it. I'll do that tomorrow. Elaine Vigneault after the Flyers, uh, I would say improbable comeback, but I guess it's Buffalo and they've lost 18 straight, so I don't think that maybe that's the right word to use, improbable. Um, I guess it was probable because that's what Buffalo does. I mean, their last game before that Flyers game last night, they played Boston tooth and nail, lost 3-2, to two, gave up two third-period goals. I mean, I can't imagine what they feel like in that room. They're professional athletes. They got pride, and to just lose 18 straight games, it's, it's astounding. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll have another one for you tomorrow, and we'll tee up Flyers-Sabers Part 2, see if the Flyers can grab another two points and not do it the hard way. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily. Yeah.